2: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at cbgairport.com. With
0: Harry and Meghan this morning. Yeah, they're going to be formally stepping down as senior royals on March 31st. After that, they're no longer be holding a royal office at Buckingham Palace. Their rep says the Duke and Duchess will be spending their time in both the United Kingdom and North America. In general, the themes of their cause-related work will remain unchanged which includes the Commonwealth, community, youth empowerment, and mental health collectively. Oh, well, that's good. Yep, there are still, quote, ongoing discussions on whether Harry and Meghan can use the word royal. They will retain their his, her royal highness titles, but won't actively use them. Mm. But they will continue to be known as the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Harry also remains sixth in line for the throne, which along with six bucks is good for a smoked butterscotch frappuccino at Starbucks. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh. There will be a twelve-month review to ensure the arrangement works for all parties. There you go. So we're going to see how it uh how it plays out. Right. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, have has has there been who's done this before?
3: Has anybody um, quit before? The
0: Queen's uncle. Yeah. Oh, the one who didn't want to be king. Yeah, yeah that's right. I he completely
3: cut himself off. Yeah. Like, I think he may have gotten an allowance, but he was, like, out. out. He was out, out.
1: But yeah. isn't it, too, because he wanted to marry someone that he wasn't allowed he to wanted, marry? He, he wanted to marry a divorced American. American, yeah. 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 yes. And he was like, bye. He was a right. party dude, too. That's what he she was. Says. She's a divorced American. Meghan Markle oh. is.
2: I think it was just different times. Like, Grandma's got a nice soft spot for, you know. Prince Harry her grandson, so maybe things are a little bit different than how strict it was back in the day where, like, you're out of here. We're right. shunning you. Go to yeah. France.
0: Well, but she was, experienced, she she was there for that, you know.
1: I was just telling yeah. you guys, I was just reading an article about how he's just living this perfectly normal life. Like yesterday, he went to the grocery store and bought sandwiches and groceries and walked there and back. So yeah. he's really mm. enjoying Canada.
3: What was the, what's the name of the movie that Will Farrell is in with, um, Julie, Julia Louis Dreyfus. That's in theaters now. Oh, it's like Avalanche or something. But anyway, I I, yeah, it, it's a remake of like a, a a Swiss movie or something that I I Down, actually saw downhill. a few years ago. Downhill. downhill, that's what it was, and that movie was pretty good. And I actually had the thought, I'm like, oh, we should remake that here. And I thought of Will Ferrell. Really? So when I found out that he was working on the project, I was like, this is fantastic. Huh. It's going to be great. So he teams up with Julie Louis-Dreyfus, who is amazing, Who is, amazing. Predict, who is yeah. amazing, and I hear this thing is bombing at the box office, which is too bad, because it's such a great movie. Well, anyway, Will Ferrell is now teaming up with Paul Rudd.
0: Who I think series. is adorable.
3: I have always loved him. Ron Burgundy, so cute, and Brian Fantana, (laughs) getting the Channel Four News team back together, but they're not. uh, They're not doing that. It's it's something else. I guess they're teaming up for a dark comedy called The Shrink Next Door, and it'll be their first time working together since Anchorman Two in 2013. The Shrink Next Door is based on the true story of this. Sort of bizarre relationship between a psychiatrist to the stars and his longtime patient. Will is the patient, and uh, Paul is the doctor. Let me it see. Sounds
1: like that. What about Bob movie? Remember that when he got therapist? Uh, that's one with of my therapists? favorite movies. That's a
3: good movie. Getting special, cologne. It's called Sex Panther by Odion. It's illegal in nine countries. Yep. It's made with bits of real panther, so you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a formidable scent.
2: It stings the nostrils in a good way. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60%
0: of the time, it works every time.
3: That doesn't make sense. 60% of the time, it works every time. There's no word yet on the network, but this shouldn't be too hard to sell.
0: I wouldn't think awesome. so.
3: But, you know, even with Will Ferrell, like, you could argue that all of his movies are kind of hit or miss, but Julia, yeah. Dr- Julia Louis-Dreyfus was being interviewed, and she says, knowing that, she said, I just see the genius behind the comedy on un- every level and I just think that everything he's ever done without sounding like I'm
1: always feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440
0: or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com
3: Surgery has Kissing up mm-hmm. because I don't have to. Right is just brilliant. Yeah,
1: I heard he's hard to work with though because he never follows the script. Right, that he constantly just not. He does improvises, he w-
3: but you got to think fast on your feet. Yes, with him. Yeah. like you mm-hmm. have to
1: be somebody that's like open completely to And willing to explore. Goes. Yeah, Let's yeah. Just done see lots where this of improv,
0: goes. lots yes. of it. <laughs> So let's think, 7th grade, you were 12, 13 years old. If you think back, who were you listening to? What music were you listening to? Is it something that you would be embarrassed to admit that you listened to at this point in time, or is it something that you continue to listen to today?
3: I think I was listening to the
0: Grease soundtrack. <laughs> Are <laughs> if you i being honest. No, I thought at agreed, yeah. Maybe you were at 13, 12, 13, Oh, or? maybe
3: not. No, all right. right. Maybe that was like.
0: Grade. Yeah, I was in okay. fourth grade. I so I would have been vividly. like in fifth or sixth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for that. I'm thinking, man, I think Rick Springfield was my guy. Because that was before Def Leppard and Bon Jovi really took off, because that would have been the next year. Oh, then
3: for me, it would have been Queen, Another One Bites the Dust.
0: That would have been it for you. For us, Tim, (laughs) though, it was like the
1: kickoff of the grunge movement. So I remember listening to tons of Nirvana and Pearl Jam 10 had just come out. Nevermind had come out.
2: I remember hating all of that stuff, and that's when I discovered classic rock. So I would say (laughs) Boston was the first CD I
3: ever went and bought, and it was Mm.
2: probably around seventh or eighth grade.
3: And did you get one of Boston's classic CDs? or original, did you get like Amanda? The original album, stuff? like the first one that came wow. out. That's
0: funny. So yeah, this ticketing company, TickPick, conducted a survey over a thousand people. They asked when people first heard their all-time favorite band, average answer was 13. Coincidentally, the average age that people said they were first exposed to explicit music was 12 and a half. Oh. So, I mean, where did you get your musical influences? was Did you get it from your parents, from your... From your peers, from just listening to the radio, from movies.
3: Yeah, for me it would be definitely listening to the radio. And also we we were lucky enough to have a 10-watt educational high school radio station on campus that I volunteered at. So that just made me more plugged into what was out there at the time. But because we were multi-formatted, so we had these hour blocks where like from, you know, two to three, we would play current top 40 pop music. Um, from three to four, it would be country from four to five. It would be big bands from mm-hmm. five to six. It would be nothing but soundtracks, you know, from six to seven. It might be community affairs. Like every hour they would have two hosts so that they could get as many kids in that wanted to volunteer as possible. Mm-hmm. And they would all be assigned a different block. But if you were assigned the country show, you were stuck with it for the semester. Yeah. <laughs> but what's good about that is it forced you to. Yeah. Develop an understanding, really learn the, a format that you maybe didn't know a whole lot about before.
0: Yeah, I started in classical. Oh, and, wow. and jazz. So that was interesting. That is cool.
1: <laughs> my sister and I grew up listening to Q&A, Like, that's what we did. And every Sunday morning when my dad would come home from his job, his part-time job at the IRS in Covington, he would come home and cook breakfast and we would listen to the Countdown on Q&A, when we had to write down the songs. Casey Kasem? Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: That's what we loved about it. Looking we at like, what's what number I, one?
2: Looking at what I love now, yes, my parents had a huge part of that. They that's did. That's cool. As yeah. an influence. Oh, well, I like all the, I like the mellow stuff. And now I look back and I go, well, mom was rocking Detroit's nicest rock. <laughs> oh, so that's
3: where you picked up on and a lot like, of that Well, that stuff. was
2: all the crap I now love. Yeah. All your yeah. rock yeah. was there. And the old country and that kind of stuff. Yeah.
3: See, the, to me, that was just day parted midday music <laughs> on traditional top 40 radio. But you of all people would appreciate we actually had an hour block. that was nothing but polka music
1: oh, because we had wow. a we had a
3: strong Polish oh, yeah. concentration in the town. Again. And was- you
1: liked it that did you like when you got picked to do? the polka? I
3: didn't exactly connect to it, but <laughs> now that it's <laughs> that's a very diplomatic way. But it's yeah. but I appreciated it because it was part of the soundtrack of our community. Here's right. Frank
2: Yakovic and Who Stole the Kishka?
3: <laughs> Dude, we played that.
2: I know what that is.
0: <laughs>
3: all right, so that's all I got on the E! News front.
0: Yeah, that's it. A Anything kishka else? is yeah. a sausage, I believe. Is it oh, a sausage? Yeah. That's nice. Uh,
3: who stole the kishka? <laughs> who stole the kishka? Dude, that's how it goes. I know.
0: Oh, my gosh.
3: All right, quick break <laughs> when we come back.
2: Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at com.